The Kingfisher Chronicles, Episode 9, The Gromgrom Betrayal. The sun never quite set on Banzai 7. It was the smallest planet in the Banzane system, and because of its decaying box orbit, it would one day collide with the system's star and cease to exist. The Banzane Scientist Collective, though widely regarded as total dullards in scientific circles, had reasoned that the planet had at least another three or four hundred rotations left before total destruction, so land prices had never been lower. It was for this reason that farmers liked it so much. The fertile soil meant excellent grazing for flocks of the most famous creature in the quadrant, the Banzai Bear. After the discovery of the planet's impending doom, there had initially been a mass exodus. Shortly thereafter, pastoral farmers had flooded the surface, claiming land faster than a hungry Yomnian piglet claims the milch at its mother's teat. Millions of eager workers had constructed millions of paddocks, pens and everything in between. Once the realisation that all life on the planet would come to an end in a fiery ball of unrelenting pain and death, however, a lot of them decided that actually, moving had been a terrible idea and that they should just return home. The farms that had stayed operational to meet the system's demand for Banzai Bear produce were staffed largely by automatons, programmed to nurture, feed and raise the creatures, and also to put the odd rowdy one out to pasture. More than one robot had been decommissioned by rampant humping. Male Banzai Bears can become unbelievably sexually aggressive when they reach maturity, so it was just better for everyone that the robots had a subroutine to resolve this. One such machine patrolled around its owner's land, a name etched into its side, Gromgron. He had once been a robo-servant in a governor's household on Banzai 4.5, which was discovered fractionally after Banzai 5 and everyone involved had been very embarrassed. But the revival of the long-forgotten human slaves had made robots pretty much redundant. They were now reserved for the very lowest jobs, and animal management on a backwater rock flying towards Armageddon was considered just that. Whilst not quite sentient, Gromgron had developed a kind of fondness for his work. The routine of it suited his processes. At the crack of not quite dawn, he would trundle on his one caterpillar track down to the canal to fetch the daily aqualine for the Banzai Bears to drink. Once his tanks were brimmed, he would go back to the barn to empty. Then first watch, a long winding route around the outside of the property. After this, he parked in the main field and set all scanners to maximum, just in case of intruders or randy animals. There had been very rare occasions that the intruders were randy animals, and Gromgrom regarded these as the very worst days. Once satisfied with the safety of his flock, he would complete another lap of the perimeter. For fun, he sometimes went the other way around, which his matrix considered to be very rebellious indeed. By the time that was done, it would nearly be not quite dusk, and so he would return to the field for a final sweep, before putting the creatures safely back into the barn's cellar and powering down. It was a simple life, but one that Gromgron, in his capacity as Chief Shepherd, excelled at. As he began his evening schedule for the thousandth time, although it was actually the 68,411th time, but Gromgrom felt it more fun and more human to pretend he forgot, his scanners picked up a small object heading slowly over the hill towards the farm. He dismissed it as interference. The odd centre of gravity around the planet meant occasionally ships unfamiliar to the uneven pull would get thrown across the system, and that's exactly what Gromgrom diagnosed the blip as. Subroutines kicked in, and he shut down. A 
proximity alert triggered Gromgrom to restart in panic mode. His scanners told him that one massive object and 20 smaller objects had moved past the outer perimeter of the farm and were heading straight for him. He hoped they were not horny banzai bears, as he was yet to repair his oblong frame from the last encounter. He did not want his structural integrity compromised anymore. It was just getting silly at this point. There was a beep. 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 Gromgron's auditory senses detected a steady increase in frequency and volume of the noise. What was it? The air was suddenly filled with the tearing of sheet metal as long arms clamped onto the roof of the barn. A circular hole was ripped roughly out and the tube of the pirate's vessel clunked into place. The door was flung open as several menacing figures sprinted into the room, weapons drawn. Through the hole in the roof came another figure bigger than the others. He slammed to the ground with a full superhero landing before storming towards the robot. Put your weapons down and your arms up, he bellowed. Gromgrom was not programmed for confrontation. He was not programmed for combat. However, he was programmed to frustrate an enemy in case of emergency. It came very naturally to him. Years of raising bratty governor's children had given him an excellent defense when it came to outwitting beings with small brains. Mm, computing, computing. Heaped. Mm, no results. Listen, Tinpot, you are gonna tell me exactly where the goods are right now, or my name isn't Sigurd Cheese Dreamer, cried the pirate captain. Mm, computing, began Grum Grum again. Mm, no results. A voice from behind Sigurd piped up. Sir, maybe it's an older model. It looks like junk. Speak clearly and maybe it'll understand you. All right, said Sigurd. Robot. Gromgron was going to enjoy this. He lit up a blue ring around the top part of his upper torso. Tell me where the creatures are, Sigurd said calmly. Mm, computing. Your questions are very important to us. Mm, computing, regurgitated Gromgrom, trying to sound as much like a robot as possible. Which for a robot is super easy. Mm, no results. The blue ring went out. Ah, shouted the pirate. Robot! The blue ring came on again. Where are the Banzai Bears? spat Sigurd. Mmm, computing. Computing. Have you checked in your anus? Sigurd stood in stunned silence for a moment. He belched a laugh. Ha! <laughs> for a metal box, you've got some cojones, he said loudly before addressing his crew. Tear this place apart until you find the animals. Kill them all and take their goodies. A prize for the man who carries the most dung. Gromgron activated his protection subroutines. Programmed for combat he may not have been, but he was hard-coded to protect his flock at all costs. He was not going to let a bunch of stinky Garizani pirate scum and immobilize this joker, finished Sigurd. A small black disc came from nowhere and hit Gromgrom straight in the chest. It instantly knocked him to the floor, putting his emergency protocols offline. He was helpless to watch as the pirates broke through the cellar door and cheered as they found what they had been after. Sigurd looked closely into Gromgrom's ocular sensor. We'll take this thing with us. There's still a chip shortage, so we can use all the metal hands we can get. Sigurd cackled one final time before Gromgrom's internal systems overloaded and crashed, sending the robot into blackness. He knew no more.
A light flashed, initiating code inside Grom Grom's matrix. A systems check revealed all his scanners were down, aside from his auditory sensors, which picked up a loud grinding noise as metal met metal. A small, nasally voice broke through the row. Lord Zwerf, we're starting the reprogramming now! Grom Grom knew he was in danger, but he was unable to boot any of his primary systems. A sense of dread loomed over him as the alien malware began to chip away at the layers of defence around his processing core. It was only a matter of time before all that Grom Grom was gone, and replaced by whatever code the engineer was forcing into his matrix. When it's completed, shall we load him back onto the load, Shark? The voice continued. Nah, it's already left the docks after a report of a rogue ship scanning the area. Cheese Dream has gone to cream some chumps, said Zwarf. Grom Grom recognised the name of the pirate who had captured him. We've already got a buyer. Load the bot onto the shipment for Eomaga. It'll need a few months of reconditioning, but it's a prime candidate for one of their junk bots. The voices were dimming as the pirate program cracked its way in. Grom Grom was helpless to stop the brute force attack. His basic subroutine code was rewritten line by line. It was inevitable. He thought of his home, then of his banzai bears, and then of nothing. Grom Grom slowly stirred to his voice saying words that he hadn't ordered his voice box to export. Hmm, patrol mode engaged. As his sensors came back online, he found he was limited by the pirate coding. He could see and hear, but had no control over his actions. Paralyzed. Grom Grom winced. At least, he tried to. He really hoped he didn't get an itch. He took a second to take in his surroundings. It was dark. If Grom Grom had to guess, he would have said it was pretty much almost sundown, although a second look told him that the surrounding area was actually being lit by two brownish moons. Long, narrow passageways stretched between large grey buildings. Grom Grom noticed that one of his two three-pronged claws had been replaced with what appeared to be a Quad Laser X cannon, although he wouldn't have known that without the helpful message that popped up on his internal visor with a full schematic and a how-to guide. The pirates may have been evil and morally corrupt, but crikey they were helpful. There was movement and laser fire up ahead. Several hundred automatons were descending on a small group of creatures. Curiosity was part of Grom Grom's original programming, so he was able to anticipate problems on the farm before they happened, but it was suppressed by the new pirate coding. His tracks diverted away from the ruckus to continue on his perimeter check. All of a sudden, there was a blood-curdling scream. Or rather, if Grom Grom had had any blood, it would have curdled. The sound resonated through his frame like nothing he had ever experienced before. He stopped moving. The noise was so similar to the final cries of his beloved Banzai Bears before he cruelly was snatched away from them. His memory bank sparked as he remembered all the good times he had had on the farm. Kringlemas presents for the flock. Casual Fridays. The time he dressed up one of them as a Belvachi opera singer. Energy began to drain from his limiters to compensate for the intensity. The surge of power flooded his processors, allowing his baseline code to reset. Billions of lines of commands were re-overwritten in an instant. Gromgron was free once more. He immediately sprang into action, turning to whiz towards the commotion. The cannon on his arm began to fire indiscriminately at the robots, who were the obvious cause of the situation. Maximum power laser beams scalded holes in their shiny metal frames with ease. 
Maintaining relentless covering fire, he drove his caterpillar track, now much larger and more powerful, up the wall of one of the buildings, using the angle of the roof to flip himself right into the heart of the battle. He landed and immediately positioned himself behind the barricade that these poor fools were cowering behind. Mm, you are being rescued, said Gromgrom to the half-man, half-machine that he took to be the leader. Mm, please grab on and keep your arms together. I am not responsible for loss of limbs during the exiting procedure. Who the heck is this monstrosity? shouted a large lizard creature. I don't care, let's go! weeped a small man with tears leaking from his eyes. The gunfire was overwhelmingly loud, Gromgom's audio processors were overloaded, and he knew their barricade defences would not last much longer. Mm, now please, Gromgrom said calmly. Mm, termination is imminent, and as a being who has just earned their freedom, I would like to live to see some of it. Gromgrom smiled as he remembered how good sarcasm felt on his circuitry. Then he remembered that all four of the battered humanoids had found something on his body to hang onto, and one of them had obviously grappled something that hadn't been grappled in quite a long time. A noise of sheer ecstasy erupted from Gromgrom as his rockets ignited, lifting his new herd out of danger. This was for what was left on Banzai 7, for these poor creatures trapped by evil killer robots, and for his treasured Banzai bears. May they rest forever in peace. To be continued. from seven times galactic performer of the millennia, Pad Ricciotti, featuring the singles Sob So Hard Right Now and I Wet the Bed With Tears. 